Hi, everyone. Thursday night, 9 o'clock, time for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters. We've got a big show ahead, plenty of rugby to talk about. Of course, we've got the deciding test between the Springboks and the Lions taking place in Cape Town. We've got Bledisloe, uh, game number one, taking place at Eden, uh, Eden Park in Auckland, New Zealand against Australia. We've got three Curry Cup fixtures, and then we've got the NPC. And I can, uh, if you're looking at your screen now, you'll see we've got three guests on the show as well. It was a bit of a late shuffle. Alex at the bottom there had a bit of problems getting his one-year-old to sleep. And about 20 minutes before the show, said, Brent, can you get a replacement for me? And I'm like, gee, was, I don't know if I can. But fortunately, Henrik messaged me at that moment. It was kind enough to step up. The bottom line is we've got a nice full squad to go through. Let's start by introducing the guests on the start top of the screen. Henrik Swat. Henrik, I hope you've poured over hours of notes with the show. That I get all of 10 minutes notice. Now, Brent, you um, threw me under the bus a bit. Um, so no, no prep for the show. Um, yeah, so all right, I'm excited about the NPC starting this weekend. Normally, a tournament that um, that I do quite all right in. Um, yeah, the, the Curry Cup has been terrible to me. Normally, when I do well in, but this year's Curry Cup, I'm not sure what's wrong. Well, I, I actually think I know. It's it's um, the Pumas and Creek was doing good when they are the underdog, when they are the favourites for the game. They don't do good, and when they're the underdogs, they just go out and blow the, the, the favourites out of the water. So, yeah, the Curry Cup has been terrible to me, and I got the Bok game really wrong last week. I, I went over some total points. I know you went that way as well, Brent. So, yeah, I, I did a fortune on that second test. So I'm not in good form at the moment, but I'm excited for um, NPC starting this weekend. Yeah, I must say the Lions tour has been good to me, but I didn't have a good uh, time last uh, last week. And yeah, Curry Cup was also a bit offish. Other than that, it was a pretty good July for me. Let's go down to Oracle Rugby, although I see here he's calling himself uh, Oracle XL now. Gav, tell us about the name change. Well, it's not a name change. I actually... Uh... I'm very good at Excel, and I started a channel about three years ago, and I thought it's about time that I did something with it. And I was fiddling yesterday with it, and I see it's the last, uh, you know, when you click on the thing, if you've got more than one channel, it offers you the switch account. And, and I only noticed that when I jumped on now. So I do apologize. I wasn't trying to hijack your show. But, yes, if you want to enjoy <laughs> some Excel, go to my Excel channel. <laughs> Excellent. Well, good skills to have there. And then, um, yeah, let's go across to Alex. Alex, you've, you've got the one-year-old asleep. Yeah, I hope so, Frank. To be honest, I left him in, in quite close, so hopefully he's he's managed to get himself to sleep. But yeah, thank you for the, the cover, Heinrich, and uh, yeah, glad to be on the show. Although it was a, a, a potentially a last minute pull up, but managed Excellent. to get We'll, we'll understand if you have to if you have to run off the show at any point as well, and if you talk in in hushed tones there as well, we'll also understand <laughs> that. But let's get I'm gonna, Alex. I'm going to start with you and, and get into the into the the test because we haven't spoken to you since the Lions series has has begun. We've We've had two matches so far. Both of them have kind of followed the same pattern betting-wise. The British and Irish Lions have been the sort of narrow favourites, but by the time kickoff has come, the box have really started favourites, or it's been a choice game depending on where you're betting. This third test is a bit different, though, because the Springboks, of course, came back and won the second test. Certainly that second half, they were very convincing. And they're now 7-10 to 10 for the win with the draw 22-1, to 1, and you get 14-10 to 10 the Lions, and that equates to a handicap of 3.5 points. First of all, um, you know, what's the mood like over there? And then what are your thoughts on this one from the betting angle? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a brilliant. Everyone's very excited for the for the weekend. I think there's definitely a lot of nerves over here. I think that second half from the box was, was just very impressive. As much as the Lions didn't help themselves and played into the box hands, 
that change where Lou Diog came on and, and the box just took over the line out and the set piece and the Lions weren't able to get any penalties, it, it just changed the course of the game. And that momentum, I think, has really meant that's minus three and a half. I think the bookies think that they'll, that'll, that'll, that'll play out again in the second, in this third test. And it's, it's to be honest, at the moment, it, it's hard to look, look past that and... I do understand why the line is at that position. It's interesting to see some of the changes that the lines have brought in. Ali Price coming back at nine, which worked fairly well in the first half of the first test. Um, I was interested. I didn't know what was going to happen at ten. He stuck with stuck with um, bigger, bigger. Brought in oh. Agit. Yeah, it's. An I, say, I, I didn't. I thought he was going to leave bigger. I haven't been impressed with with bigger today personally. But uh, yeah. I thought he might go. For, I mean, I know Farrell's not even in the squad. I thought he might go for Farrell, or even perhaps take a chance with with, with Finn Russell. But I guess at the end of the day, yeah. yeah, Finn Russell is coming back from an injury. He is. I think it's interesting call. That I don't know whether. I mean, it's a bit of a. It's an interesting call because the way that with Russell on the bench is that an indication that the Gats is worried if you have to chase chase the game late on. You don't want Russell closing out a game. That's why you have got Mornay staying on the bench for the box to close out a game and nail a 50-metre drop goal. That's not going to happen from Russell. Russell's the guy kind of will try and get you some points back later on. So, interesting call from the Lions. I'm actually not going to be too heavy on this. I have an outright bet on the Lions to win the series that was, was placed late on before the first test. Um, that was I'm, I'm not feeling too confident about that now, but obviously that's, that's still in play and it's got a chance, but I think it's going to be... A, a, a close, a closer than the last test, but I think the box are going to edge it out in the in the final twenty. Um, and personally, as much as I'd love to see a Lions series win, I, I can't see past a, a narrow um, box win. But I'm not going to get too heavily involved on the match result handicap side of things. It's actually interesting you say that, Alex. I kind of feel the same way about this one. I was very bullish. Uh, on the first two tests and in most of the games. And as I say, overall, it hasn't been a bad series for me. But I look at this match and I just say the betting looks about right to me. The box have to be favourites for this game. You do fancy perhaps the close game. And we're going to get to Oracle last because I can tell you in Super Brute, I think he got it almost spot on last week. There's no way he's going for the for the, for the the box to win by three or four points, I can tell you. But let's go up to Henrik first and get his opinion on this one. Henrik, I put the caps up there, but I've also put the total points line up, which is interesting. It's been 41 and a half each and every game. And, of course, unders has arrived both times, as has under three and a half tries, which is also the line. Yeah, Brent. Um, first game, I was un- on that under three and a half uh, tries and collected there. Um, and, yeah, last week, just uh, my feeling with Ben O'Keefe being the ref, I thought that there would be points. Um, but, yeah, with the whole Rassi video, that probably killed it. So, I, I should have... Um, Altered my thinking, but I didn't. I went with the history. Benaki normally a bit more points in his game, and I did my money. I did a lot of money on that game. Um, so yeah, this week same line again. Stuff. Um, it actually opened thirty-eight and a half, and um, Brady um, Lewis our group. You went for the thirty-eight and a half early in the week, and that's probably the right play. I'm just a bit concerned with Matthew Reinal, the French ref. I don't, you never know what to expect from the French refs. And um, so I, I, I'm unsure at the points. I'm actually unsure about this game. I'm not sure where to go. I haven't got money down on this yet. I also um, 
have a, a bet on the Lions to win the series at even money, which I took a while ago, probably three months ago. I'm also concerned about that at the moment. Um, at this stage, the, with the prices being as it is for the game, you can't really cover. So, yeah, the thing is, the box defense is so good. If you fancy the overs, you, you want some points from the, the Lions as well. But the box defense has been incredible. Um, I saw a stat on Twitter from Russ Petty um, with, from 2019 per game, per test, what the box have considered tries wise. And it's been very little, like two tries, one try, zero try. Per Quite test. a few zeros. They, you know, someone very commented and said it's like a binary code. Um, they don't concede tries. The, under Ninova, the, the defense has been so good. So I'm not sure to go here, Brent. Um, I'm, I haven't got many, money down here, and I'm not going to call a bet on this game. Yeah, it's funny. So so far, all three of us have spoken on this game. None of us that bullish. Just seeing Bo coming in there, just mentioning last week, of course, it was thoughts on sports and the conductor. Both said box over 18 and a half points, and that bet did arrive. So if you did follow the show's best bet last week, you did well. If you followed my best bet in the newsletter, um, you didn't do as well. I think I was... Uh, <coughs> Uh, Western or Lions over 33 and a half points or something and they scored 33 on the nose. But let's go to Oracle. Oracle, uh, you're not normally a man to sit on the fence and uh, all three of us have kind of fence sitting on this third test at the moment, perhaps a little bit punch drunk from the from, from the last match. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, so the uh, uh, well-groomed, I'm going to say well-groomed uh, uh, man on my right-hand side here, with a Lions series bet um, out there. And I suppose you've got the same, Brent. Um, going into this game, the uh, box at minus three and a half, are you – and, and I'm asking this question because there's a lot of people out there, and I always like to to help the public or the, the non uh, – not non-clever punters, but people that haven't really uh, gone around the roundabouts and the swings and they don't know every angle about it. Have you considered covering this bet at all, or are you just going to die with your bet? And I'm a die with a bet kind of person. Uh, I do cover sometimes, and when I cover, I, I normally just try and get my stake back and not so much try and make a profit. If I've got it wrong, I'm happy to stand up and say, geez, I've got this wrong. You know, if I get my stake back, I'm happy. So before I talk, I'm interested in the two of you with series bets here. What are you doing? You're on the Lions, shock, uh, the, not the Sharks, <laughs> the box of favorites, minus three and a half. You probably took seven or ten, or maybe even as much as nine to ten. The Lions to win the series. You're in a. You're in a. Uh, uh, you're out of the money uh, in financial speak. What do you do? Um, yeah, I, I think I think Howard said as well. He can sit like wasn't going to take the the cover, but and, and I'm not either. I, there is there's, there's still a, a chance that the Lions do pinch. It really is an interesting one. And personally, seeing Northern Hemisphere ref in the last game is definitely. A an advantage more on the Lions side, um, but yeah, it, it really for me, I'm, I'm not really too interested in, in covering. I'm taking it. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty big bet. It's not a huge bet, but I still think the Lions have got a chance. Even though I think the box are going to edge it. Uh, you never know with this sort of thing, and we've seen some very very close calls for red cards. And I'm going to be on a red card this weekend. And if that happens, anything can happen. So yeah. I'm I'm happy to leave my bet, let it run. I also don't worry too much about covering. It depends how big the bet is, doesn't it? Really, but 
Um, I'm not going to worry about covering. I'm going to sit back and enjoy the game and try and cheer the Lions home. I must say, I'm on the. I, I like the Lions for the series, but I never got involved long term. I think it's more of a financial thing. I can't afford to tie okay. my money up for for three weeks anymore. So I never got involved, but I would have been the same as Henrik. On the lines, but Henrik, I don't know about you, but I, I, I sort of echo Alex's short uh, thoughts here on this one. I wouldn't be looking to cover. There's every chance that the Lions could lead by six at half time, for example, and then you'll get your opportunity if you do want to. But for me, only time I cover bets really is if I'm in a real position of strength. To be honest, I very seldom close out. I'm, a, as you know, Henrik, I'm a, I'm a dying optimist. Uh, even when the Lions are trading by 15 with eight to go, I still think they've got a chance. Uh, what are your views? Also, you let it run, eh? Yeah, Brent, um, I'm not sure about your optimism. You're probably a bit un unrealistic at times. Um, but yeah, I'm, I actually got, uh, Gavin, I got even money on, on the um, device to win about two or three months ago. Uh, pretty solid bet on that. So I've got a bit of money down on that. But like I said, there's not, not much chance for me to cover at this moment. Um, and like Brent said, you might, you, you might have to have well, I have to hope that the Lions get in front at half-time um, because during the game, to cover a large, large largest bet is not that easy in running to, to cover. Um, so, yeah, but my style is not to cover, really, like you, Brent. I will let it run, let it ride. And if, if the if the Lions were up to, well, not to, after the first test, I probably had a chance to cover that bit and it's not my style to cover either because then I think oh they're gonna win one of the tests and I'm gonna um, get my money. So I don't cover either way. I'm not 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 really into that. Yeah the boys in my poker school last night that I played poker with will tell you that I'm definitely not a guy who covers. I'm a guy who fires a big bet in there and hopes for the bloody best. Now Gav, you've deflected the conversation a little bit and no problem with that, but you haven't told us what you fancy in the game. Are you are you having a punt on this one? Uh, yeah, look, I had a small bet last week. I actually took uh, 13 plus on that game um, at, uh, I think it was 3.75 in the end. It was a small bet. It wasn't big. And uh, I've spoken to John Nicholas a couple of times uh, in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, it's, I, I don't have any money at the moment. And taking 100 rand bets, and for those guys in Europe, that's like a fiver. I mean, who puts a fiver on anything? I mean, you might as well, you know, you're just wasting your time. So, yeah, I had a couple of 100 rand on on uh, uh, 13 plus, so celebrating to win by 13 or more. In fact, as you pointed out on Super Brew, I went by 15. And I was a little bit horrified when Andre Pollard pulled out the tee to go to 18. Uh, I was a bit worried I wouldn't get the maximum points, but I did in the end. And I've got to tell you, this game, I don't think this game's going to be close. I think you might be right with the halftime. Uh, we've actually seen it in two games so far. South Africa leading halftime in the first game, uh, ultimately losing. And uh, the British and Irish Lions leading at halftime in this last game and losing. So the alternate uh, halftime full-time has arrived in both games. Uh, it's, it's also possible that it may arrive in this game as well. But I honestly think South Africa will pull away at the end. I think they win by double digits. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes as much as 20. But I'm probably expecting around 10 or 11 or 12 points. Uh, Andre Pollard's uh, uh, done decently. What the, <clears throat> what the Springboks failed to do in the first test is they... They couldn't handle that mall. And interestingly, the second the second test, they also didn't handle the mall, mall in the first half, although the British and Irish line seemed to be happy to take a kick rather than even attempt to try and score a try. And I've seen the memes and the, the stats going around this week of how South Africa, the most they've given away is two tries in any game. So, yeah, the unders, look, look, I'm not an unders punter, so don't take me seriously here. Yeah. 
but it looks like it's an absolute certainty. And 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 if these points are around about the 40-point mark, it's probably 21.19 or 22.18, that kind of stuff. You know, even at 18 and a half, I'd be going under unders on the lines. I don't think they'll get 18 points. I just don't see it. So for me, if you're not if you're not uh, you know as bullish as I am on the on the Springbok minus, don't take don't take the minus three and a half. Take a minus eight or minus nine. If you're even that much bullish, take a 13 plus and just go for the bigger score here because it's definitely in the race. Um, I stand by what I said two weeks ago with this uh, Lions tour not getting that many uh, warm up games. This is four countries trying to mix together. They haven't gelled. Uh, if you know, we've all seen the Russia Rasmus uh, videotape and his whatever, and obviously that made a difference to people. It's a mental thing, just like golf. It's in the head. And I don't know if anyone heard the um, the guy who used to be on Seven O Two. I see he's on KFM now, the Kevin Savage Savage radio station from the nineties, uh, with that uh, uh, dodgy uh, phone call to uh, Warren Gatland in his hotel, suggesting that he'll meet him at the car park at ten o'clock. I mean, that's also going to play on the Oaks head. I don't know. You know we, we don't even know if he was talking to the real person. But, you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on here. I just think South Africa too good at the moment. Uh, their defense is fantastic. And that Lions team haven't been able to get through it. And almost every time they get a penalty, they're opting for the kick. And, you know, you're playing against a team that crossed the try line three times in the first game. Yes, they scored two tries last week. But, you know, they're scoring tries. They're not stuffing around, just taking three points. And Andre Pollard and the team, or, or Sia Kulisi, whoever's calling the penalties, is calling them at the right time. You're leading by a couple and you're taking some more penalties. It's very difficult to get out of a, 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 a nine or 10 or 12 or 15-point uh, deficit. I think this is race over, honestly. I don't think the, the um, British and Irish lines have got a chance. I don't think they come close. They might come close in the first half, but at the end of the game, it's race over. It's done. So if you are on a Lions... Uh, a 2 1 or a Lions series win. Now's the time to take cover, or, or not so much take cover, but you're out of the money at the moment. Just take a small loss and run away and be happy. Don't, don't yeah. think that you're going to get out of this because you're not getting out of it. The other option, of course, is just to write the bet off in your mind and, and you can play this game normally. I mean, last week, for example, I wasn't on either of the teams, I was on over 41 and a half points. And I quickly realized, unfortunately, I was in trouble. But the people I was watching with, because we had, you know, now the gatherings were legal again. I had a bit of a gathering at my house of, of uh, less than 50 people, I must stress. But it was very confusing for them because I was shouting for the Lions and I was shouting for the Springboks. And they didn't know what the hell was happening. They thought I was jumping. So I remember I really the story you, you told us you were in the Drakensberg once and you were the only oak shouting against the Sharks scoring tries because of shirt numbers. So you, I don't think you feel... Uh, I don't. Let me put it this way. I don't think you feel out by being the only person shouting home a result that nobody else wants in the room, no matter how many people I'll, there are. I'll tell a very quick story about the Drakensberg and the Sharks. I was high on shark shirt numbers, and we were away with friends, and my wife went for a walk with the husband and a couple of the kids, and I stayed to watch the rugby. And my daughter thought she'd play no me when she got back, and she said, the guy's name's Ryan. She said, Dad, Mom and Ryan looked like their boyfriend and girlfriend walking. But I was watching the rugby, so I didn't register what she said. And then Stefan de Blanche scored in the 15 jersey. And I jumped up and I started cheering. And my daughter's face was, oh, anyway, that's just a memory. She thought I was delighted about the fact that my wife was leaving me. But anyway, that was years ago. Right. Gents, let's um, wrap this one up. I just want to say to Mark, Mark, yeah, the example I was giving on, on to Henrik about being optimistic, it's just a general discussion the two of us have, you know, um, 
normally in a, in a game, if, if Henrik's gone overs, which is unlikely, and there's no points in the five minutes, he's written the bet off already. Whereas I'm, like with 10 minutes to go, I'm still hopeful. But last week, I agree with you totally. There was no way the Lions were, were coming back in that one. Henrik, anything else from you on, on like a try score or note? Anything else on the game before we move on? From me, Barry. Yeah, anything else from you on this one? No, um, yeah, like I said, no bet uh, for me at this stage from on this game. I've got no feel on it. Uh, yeah, um, but like, just like you said, now about writing the the, the bet off. Um, as soon as I place a bet, I write, write that money off. Um, if it's out of my bankroll, I write the money off. So that bet I placed on the series, as soon uh, when when a winning bet comes in, the stake is a win for me as well. So that's that's. Just my style. As soon as I place the bet, I write the money off. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much the same. Like, if I'm trying to figure out where I am for the weekend, any bets that are in play, as far as I'm concerned, I, I assume they've lost. So, you and I do have something in common, Henrik, even though we we have a very different pessimist, the optimistic viewpoint. Just welcome to Ryan Downing there watching on Facebook. Ryan is in the video business with his company, Orange Orbit. I think it's cool there, Ryan. Good to have you on the show. And he's referring there to that wackhead. Some some call. Right, and let's get on to the next game. And of course, we've got Bledisloe Cup action coming up. We've got New Zealand up against Australia. And Hendrik, I'm going to start with you on this one. We've got a handicap here of 22.5 points. Now, I think it opened around 20.5, 21.5. It seems to be moving in the direction of New Zealand. I gather that's on a bit of team news. But I know you, you're not the biggest Ian Foster fan out there. And uh, I suspect you're leaning towards the Australians on the handicap here. Now, Brent, as long as Ian Foster coaches the, the All Blacks, it's either no bet or going against the All Blacks for me. I won't place a cent on the All Blacks as long as he's the coach. Um, I don't like his... Yeah, well, he's, he's never... He's always been a poor coach provincially, and um, his start with the All Blacks hasn't been that good as either. Yeah, the, the handicap started off about 20 and a half. Um, I think there was actually 19 and a half as well at some bookmakers. It looks like it's about 22 and a half generally now. Um, I like the plus here, and I, I hope there's more money for the All Blacks. Um, I'm not going to place my bet yet um, because I hope the line moves to 24 and a half, um, which is three converted tries and a penalty. Um, but I'm happy to take anything over 15 and a half here. So I'm, I'm very strong on the plus here. I like Australia on the plus a lot. I took some um, plus 12 and a half first time handicap on Australia this morning at Palace Bet. Um, that's come into 11 and a half, um, but I'm sure there might be 12 and a half um, with other bookmakers closer to kickoff. Yeah, but I, I like the team Rennie has picked here. Um, I, I've seen some <coughs> chat about the, the wings, Pattaya on the right wing and Killaway on the left wing. I, Killaway, when he started out, I wasn't the biggest fan, but I, I've, I've, you know, having watched him and ever since he's come back from Japan, he seems like a clever player and there's, there's not a lot of them. So, in my opinion, he's a clever rugby player and I like the way he plays. He, he's not got, he hasn't got that express pace on wing, but he, I think he's a solid player and he, he won't let the team down. And, yeah, I just like the team they've picked. Um, so I'm I'm actually really strong in Australia. Yeah, I think I might be in a minority, but I like the the, the Aussies this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to come in before I bring the other guys in and say I'm in agreement with you, Henrik. I do like Australia this week. I think the fact that they've had a nice build-up. You know, those three tests against the French were proper test matches. 
you know, yes, Fiji gave New Zealand a, a decent game, but you can't really compare that the French test to the to the Fiji test, and also of course that one hundred and two nil thrashing by Tonga. So I quite like the Aussies. Looking at their record at Eden Park, I don't think they've won since nineteen eighty six. We don't need them to win the game. We just need them to come within three converted tries. And they've taken some hidings over the years. But if you look at their, their record generally over the last couple of years, they've pushed New Zealand close on a couple of occasions, even beat them once last year. Let's go to Alex for his views on this one. You've got any involvement yet in the Bledisloe, Alex? Not not yet, um, Brent. So um, I, I, watched the, I watched the whole that series between Australians and the French and did pretty well on on the French in that second test, I, I have some major problems with, with Tamua and, and Jake Gordon and a couple of other ones. That, and I'm, I'm glad for that third test, they started making changes. Tate McDermott is so much better for the Wallabies and getting Matt Tamua as far, far away from that 12 shirt, God forbid 10 shirt, is the best thing for <laughs> Australian rugby moving forward. So, yeah, I, I'm, I think, yeah, there's there's there's, there's some, it's the best team that Australia could put out right now, in my opinion. So, uh, however, so at the start of the week, I saw 18, minus 18, 19 over in the UK in terms of on the Kiwi side. And I wasn't really interested in that and left it. And I didn't really think I'd be getting too involved in the handicap. As it keeps going up, I have to agree, I'm leaning more on the Australian side. And I agree in terms of waiting out a little bit more because I think the money will keep coming. For the for the Kiwis in the next day or, day or so. Um, so on the other hand, the Kiwi backline is looking extremely extremely concerning with Richie at ten and um, Mackenzie back at fullback. Rico switched to the wing, and I'm a big Anton Leonard Brown fan. He's a fantastic thirteen, and it's again the strongest backline that, that the Kiwis could put out. But they haven't been putting sides away recently. I agree that they're not quite the same as they were a couple of years ago. Um, so I'm going to wait a little longer. If I can get kind of up near the 24-25 mark, I will definitely be playing on on, on, a, on the Australian plus side. Nothing too big because sometimes I think you just can't trust those Aussies. But I think I will look on the on the plus side. Um not too much else in terms of an exotic or anything else on a try score. I think I don't think anything really jumps out at me in terms of value. Um, so I, I'm probably going to wait and see what happens with that, how far I can get up on that Australian plus and try and take someone near the top of the market and and see if they can at least have a tight first half and hold on to the second half. Right, yeah, and holding on is often what you do against New Zealand. But I'm very much, uh, I agree with Henrik on Forst as well. They just haven't looked at the same side uh, under him and uh, leaning towards the plus, but but Alex, also hear you there, you know, uh, hanging on in the second half is a key, because uh, many a time I've backed against New Zealand or the Crusaders, and sure, but you can be looking very good with 20 to go, and, and you can be hanging on or even lose your bet still. Now, I see Oracle nodding his head there. Interested to see what you views on here, Gavin. You know, boys have pointed out you're looking very clean-shaven tonight. You've got a razor sponsorship, perhaps? No, <clears throat> my wife got tired of it, and... Uh... So we, we're renting a place at the moment and the owner's trying to sell it. She's actually in Australia and I think she's in a bit of trouble. I don't know if she's watching, but uh, I think she's in massive trouble, needs to sell the house. So we had all these people coming around and my wife wanted me to clean up a little bit just in case I gave a bad image to the family. I don't know what that's all about. I've been on YouTube and I haven't shaved in six weeks and people still love me, so who cares? I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to, <clears throat> um, to point out to Henrik here because he keeps mentioning this Ian Foster guy. 
And, you know, you, you've heard the comment, um, I don't know, I don't know, in fact, I don't even know how to say it, but if Ian Foster had to stand next to a potato, I wouldn't know the difference. I don't know what the oak looks like. I don't know anything about him, which is not surprising for me because I don't know most people. But, you know, I'm coming into this game with fresh eyes. So I'm hearing you, and and I uh, certainly respect the, the judgment that you're having. But I'm looking at this handicap, and I'm thinking, geez, what I've just seen now, and I'm looking what uh, Stephen Jabeur uh, uh, just said, if I've pronounced his name correctly. He said you can't compare that to the French third team. Now, I don't know how strong that French team was that played against Australia. They obviously did okay, which, which suggested to me that they were quite good. But I don't know if there were a lot of people missing. I don't know how strong that French team was. And if, if I'm going to be told that that was the third French, or third French team or possibly a third French team, then I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to go with, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Mr. Kawenga and tell you that New Zealand win this game by 30 plus. I think that this handicap in New Zealand, when Australia are at their best, is still a 12 or 14 or even 16 point handicap. There you go, one more shot. These New Zealanders proved enough to me that uh, uh, that they could score tries. Their backline was performing fantastically. And listen, I was on the losing end of that Fiji, the first game against Fiji, when they the handicap ended up being 40 or uh, sorry, the result being 40 or 49 or 48 or whatever the handicap was. So they were tries short. But let's not forget that Fiji scored a record number of points against New Zealand that day. Um, so, you know, well done to them. They deserved it. They got the plus. I, you know, New Zealand certainly didn't battle to score 47 points, and they certainly didn't battle to score uh, over that in the second match. I, you know, I just think that this this New Zealand team will smash this Australian team. I think Australian rugby is rubbish at the moment. Um, I know they they got up in that last Test match because the, you know they all bounded together and they played that third French team as Stephen suggested. Um, yeah, I'm just not convinced. I, you know, I'm I'm going to go the opposite to Henrik here and say this is either a New Zealand minus or no bet. Uh, I can't be backing the plus of Australia in this match. I don't think it's uh, right. I'm just looking at Shane's comment here. He's he's suggesting that we uh, we called it a bit of a left field question. Obviously, a bit of a baseball uh, uh, comment. Who do we like for the Rugby World Cup? Gee, Shane, I heard them earlier talking about. Uh, not getting involved in long-term bets. I remember myself and, <coughs> excuse me, um, Neil Fanneroff talking about long-term bets. For me, a long-term bet's a four-day golf match or a five-day cricket match or an absolute tournament. When the tournament starts, I might get involved. When I backed South Africa to win the World Cup la- uh, two years ago, I honestly took those bets literally with a few days to go. I'm not a long-term punter. Honestly, a golf tournament's long for me. And a five-day cricket match is long for me. But let's talk about the rugby championship. And I know this is also a bit of a long, uh, 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 a long-term bet. But I also spoke to Sean Nicholas this, this week, and we discussed South Africa. And you know, I know it's 2009 and all of that stuff. And I'm not going to harp on history here. But surely South Africa have had the best preparation going into this rugby championship than the other three teams. I've seen uh, Argentina playing their home games against New Zealand in Australia. We, we don't even know if New Zealand are even going to go to Australia because of this bubble. Um, who knows what's going to happen here? But I honestly think South Africa, after the series of the British and Irish Lions, are walking into this rugby championship, not not odds on favourites, but certainly favourites on, on, on paper by you know their preparation. And going back to this... 
two tried defence the last time we played New Zealand. Um, you know, yes, they beat us. England had to beat them as well. But we beat them over there the last time we played over there. I don't know, eh? I just think South Africa, I don't know what price they are, but I'd be looking to back South Africa to win this rugby championship. And in this game, New Zealand plus, I mean, minus all the way. Sorry, Henrik. Well, we'll bring we'll bring Henrik in there. I've been trying to search for betting. I couldn't even find betting on the rugby championship. I, Henrik, my first question to you is, how the hell does the Oracle turn a question about the Rugby World Cup into a full-on debate <laughs> about the rugby championship on a show where we're discussing the Better's World Cup? Yeah, Brent, it's only Gavin that's going to go that, that angle. But I'm 100% in, in agreement with, with Gavin, Gavin on the um, rugby championship. There's no betting out yet. Um, but I'll be all over the box. I think the box is going to win the rugby championship. They're going to beat New Zealand in New Zealand. Um, and yeah, I, I, I saw that um, both Argentina games against the box um, is in are in um, Port Elizabeth. So I guess that's the away game for Argentina. Well, the away game for the box, the home game for Argentina in Port Elizabeth as well. So they're playing. That's something I saw today. I'm not sure how accurate it is. But it's yes, three hundred. You're you're hundred percent right. I saw that as well, and I think that's a massive for South Africa because that's a game or an, a banana peel we've slipped on in the past quite easily, actually. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I, I like South Africa. I'm not sure what price they will be, um, but they are. They'll obviously be second favourites after New Zealand, but they they should be close to two to one probably. Um, but I like the box to win the rugby championship with Gavin there. Well, just quickly on that, LB the Safa says he'll be at both Bok v New Zealand games. And if you're going to be at the games, there's one thing you've got to do for us, and that's a reliable weather forecast. We'd even like a picture of you <laughs> digging your finger into the rugby turf so we can see what the conditions <laughs> underfoot are. That's crucial for us point punters, I can tell you. Anyway, boys, I'm, I'm, I seem just making a point that they are indeed playing in his hometown. And uh, um, we can get on to the Curry Cup, though, now, because we've, we've taken amazingly 34 minutes to get through two games, but it's been a great chat. I know we'll go through the Curry Cup and that a little bit quicker. Won't be as much detail, but let's start with Gavin for the first game. Gav, Curry Cup here. We've got the Griquas who've been the big giant killers. I think they've won three away matches in a row now. They're minus five and a half points against your beloved Sigma Lions and total points at 55 and a half. What's happening here? I, I, I'll tell you thoughts on sports bets uh, after you've given us your verdict. Yeah, look, I heard what Henrik said earlier and he's 100% right, eh? When this team has started as outsiders, they've absolutely shattered. When you make them favourites, they're going, are we favourites? And I can almost picture them in the change room going, jeez, that's crazy. Maybe we have to play like favourites, and then they get smashed. And last week I missed today. I, I didn't have a bet on that uh, game against the Sharks. And I know I saw the comments going on all the WhatsApp groups. So the, the weather was fantastic last week. Beautiful day. And they got murdered. I mean, when I say murdered, I mean, that was what was the difference between the plus and the actual final result was over 30. It was a ridiculous number. It was it was crazy. Now the Lions are going down to uh, Kimberley. Yes, I'm so tempted to take minus Griquas, but geez, I'm scared at the same time. It's just one of those tournaments. Yeah, it's for me, it's minus Griquas or no bet. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm not ready to put anything down at this point, but i got to tell you, I'm not back in the lines. I'm either back in the minus Griquas here or I'm not having a bet. Well, just to, just to bring in, uh, before I bring in the other boys, Luando going, he's definitely taking the overs here. And, um, I think I saw, uh, let me just bring up the line. Now, what did I say? It was 55 and a half I saw on player bets just before the show. And Henrik, I'll go to you there. 
that seems like quite a generous line for what I'm imagining. Is that what a Friday evening or, or afternoon kickoff? Brent, where did you see that uh, points line? Uh, player bets. Just before the show, they were the only ones that could find the points on. Um, no, they, they normally get the same feed than, than a few other books. But oh, like really BetX and Betway, Matt, I think, no, are the same feed. Eh? No, that, that, that should be seven points higher, 62, 63 and a half, maybe even 65 and a half. Um, afternoon game in Kimberley, especially with the Lions involved. The Lions are very positive. Yes. So, yeah, no, I'm with you there. And the, the Greek was they scored, scored quite a few points um, in all their games this year. Um, they kicked the three-pointers, which is good for, for overs um, betting. You don't want them kicking for a corner. You want those three-pointers to keep the scoreboard going. Um, yeah, I agree with you 100% on the points there. I think that's way too low. Um, Griffin Colby is the ref. Um, I haven't got a, a solid um, view on him. I haven't seen him enough, but I, I remember... Um, on our WhatsApp group, somebody, I think it was Jordan or Andy, one of the Son of Bunt guys that um, said he's, he's a overs ref, kind of just the style during one of the games. Like he commented something like that. I think I might be wrong, but I remember something like that. So, yeah, um, that's my view on the points. I think that's the low. Um, on the handicap, yeah, stuff back backing the, the the kind of minnows, the pumas and the and the Greekos on the minuses, but you can't go on a plus here with the way Greekos looked last week. They were superb in Durban, so you probably have to go Greekos here. Um, but I think the best angle here is to get, just to go for the points, um, total points overs because that line is too low. Well, I know when Henrik goes overs, there are lots of boys who follow because Henrik's generally an unders punter. Unlike the Crow Tips who's there, he likes his overs. Um, and he's been in cracking form on Twitter, so give him a follow on Twitter. He's been going for a double. I think he's hit something like all eight of his doubles or trebles in July. He takes the short prices and he combines them in a bet and uh, has been going great guns there. So look forward to having him on the show again soon as well. Let's get Alex's opinion on this one before we move on to the next game. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been burnt by the Greekers and the Pumas recently exactly the same in terms of I've been backing them as favourites and then the underdogs and then when they are an underdog they win so um, on that basis and I, I think the Lions are going to want to bounce but I've taken a, a small punt on the on the plus here I think I might have got six and a half um, but it's not a big it's not a big play it's a small play but it's purely on the basis from from, from I, I don't Trust the the Greekers and, and the same with the Pumas when they're on the, the favourites. So this has been a, an underdogs competition so far. If you'd have backed every game on the underdogs, you'd be you'd be doing very well. So I've been t I've taken a small a small punt on the plus. I saw Similane's back at thirteen, which I like. I know he's been trying at fifteen for a bit, but I think he's better at thirteen. So um, yeah, small play here for me. I, I think I agree with that points line. I, I might have a look at that. I hadn't seen the points line yet, so. That does seem a little low, um, so I might look at that, but nothing kind of huge apart from a small play on the on the plus for me. Okay, until your thoughts on sports, does like the plus. He posted it on the Good for the Game forum. He went, took the plus five and a half lines. He also just says he can't have the Grickers as favourites. But for me as well, the point's 55 and a half. In fact, uh, yeah, if I wasn't talking now, I'd probably be backing the 55 and a half points. I wouldn't be surprised. Last week during the show, we managed to move the line of the box points from... 
I think nine to ten at over eighteen and a half. By the end of the show, it was into eight to ten, and by an hour after the show, it was up to nineteen and a half. But let's go to Henrik then on this one. Henrik, oh, sorry, Alex, I'd actually stay with you here on this one. Give you a first crack at the Sharks against the Bulls. Bulls, of course, tournament favourites at even money. We've got a points line at fifty-two and a half, and the Sharks plus six and a half points. I haven't really got a play on this one, to be honest. Brent, the the Sharks. I watched that game last week, and oh my God, how many chances they butcher! It was Ooh. it was it was or it was painful to watch at times. I don't know whether it was a, a good request defence or or a terrible Sharks um, attack, but maybe a bit of both. But it was painful. It was I couldn't I couldn't watch five yellow cards. Um, they were playing at the time. They were playing against thirteen, and they still couldn't score. It was painful. Um, the Bulls have been looking good. I, I went with them last week and did okay. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really too involved. In, in, I don't know too much in terms of the team, so I don't feel confident about putting putting big money down. And I think I'll probably leave this game to be honest. There's other stuff that interests me more on the weekend. So, this is a, a yeah, no for me. No, no problem. We'll get your opinion. We know you've got MPC coming up as well. We'll skim through those games. Gavin, Sharks plus six and a half against the Bulls. Halkart saying uh, on the live chat, Bulls minus probably the easiest decision of the weekend. And I tell you what, it's damn hard to argue with him on the basis of last week's evidence. Yes. <clears throat> I just want to ask Henrik. So, Henrik, uh, you're going, <clears throat> you, you've gone over very seldom. So, you're known, as Brent said, as an unders punter. Which one have you had a better strike rate at? So, in other words, if you're picking over, you know, one or two times out of ten, are you are you winning more of those by percentage than the unders? In other words, are you able to your your predictability of the overs is it better than the unders? Yeah, I understand your question, um, Gavin. I, I probably lose more of those overs, and I, I curse every time I go overs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't like going overs. I I hate cheering for tries because you you, you see the clock. <laughs> being run run down you see the clock running while there's injuries and all that stuff it's really frustrating i hate, I hate cheering for points i just laugh collapse drums i laugh what a connoisseur of rugby we got on the show i have a better strike rate under unders and like brent will tell you as well okay. the bookmakers price it up um because most people like positive rugby, so they, they would um, factor that in one yeah, or two points. Correct, yeah. So, yeah, I, I love unders, and I have a, I have a better rugby. Because, yeah, I'm rugby. not a. No, you can go okay. again. no, I was just going to say, I'm not a points punter, and I've I've had the odd one, but honestly, it's it's literally a flip of a coin, or it's a some suck, or it's a guess. And yeah, I've got a couple right, and. A, probably much more wrong than I've got right. I've just never, yeah, I've never sat down and looked at it. So, yeah, I'm, I just, you know, I look at your comments every week. I see them and I'm just, I'm just impressed that you can put that much work into it and find out the results. And yeah, I'm, I'm always interested for, you know, even in, in, in handicap rugby, when you get guys that take pluses or no bets. So the no bet is going, I'm not that confident about this plus. Yeah, it could be a minus. I'm just not confident. I'm not having a bet. But to actually go the other way is is one step further to say, geez, there's definitely not going to be a plus here. I'm going minus. I don't care who's playing. It looks like the right thing. And in that case with points, 
you know, where you can't see value in the under, so you just go the over. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just intrigued. As a betting person, I'm always intrigued in that because you have done very well and, and your, reput your reputation precedes you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you've done very well that. So I'm very interested to know when Henrik goes over, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I think, I mean, Henrik, I, I guess it's not something you would have stats on, and I agree with you. But I must say, yeah, yeah when Henrik goes overs, I think there's a lot of people, because he's such an unders player, you know, when Henrik goes overs, then everybody goes, sure, but what's this lad scene? Like, for example, now the 55 and a half in the in, Now, the overs may not arrive, but I can tell you Henrik's 100% yes. correct. The line will not start at 55 and a half. And I always say that about me with handicapped. I set my handicaps each week, and I can spot handicap value. Does that mean I'm up in handicap betting? Unfortunately not, because I can also stop a bloody train with my handicap betting. So you've got to find what's good for you. You know, it's all very well finding the value, unless you're betting big enough that you are looking to trade. But I can often be on the right team in the sense that the handicap will move three or four points in my favor, but it doesn't mean that team's going to win. And I think that's how Henrik sometimes is maybe about the, but about the overs. But when he does go overs, we all get interested. But Henrik, give us your opinion though on the Sharks game, and then I'll, I'll kick off with you on the final Curry Cup game. Yeah, Brent, um, just coming back to the, the, the butchering of, of the Sharks last week, it was mostly because um, Kerwin Bosch was a pin. He was horrible, and yeah, now he's at 15, Lionel Kurniet at 10. Um, that should make a bit of a difference. But uh, still, the, the Bulls, they've been impressive. Um, beating the, the province comfortably, comfortably at Newlands last Friday evening. I think the minus is the way to go here. Yeah? Um, it's a 7 o'clock game in, in Durban, so you think unders is the way to go here. Yeah? Um, but then... I'm agreeing with you there. Yeah, but, but then you've got Morris from the Vestas on the, on, on the whistle, and he's... I, I always said Rasta, Rasta Wenger is the ultimate overs ref, um, especially in Curry Cup, but uh, um, Morris from the Vestas and as supposed Rasta. Marius is the ultimate overthrow. So that makes it difficult. Marius loves awarding tries. Um, and he's got a, he awards a lot of penalties. So that keeps the three pointers um, flowing. Um, I see the points like 52 and a half. 52 and a half is high in Durban. But the Scurry Cup has been so unpredictable. Um, I'm not going to, well, I haven't got any money down on the Curry Cup yet. And, I won't be placing any big bets um, this weekend. I I got a bit of pasting last week. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I think the minus is the way to go here, yeah, and I'm really unsure about the points. That's my view on this game. Right, well, let's go to the uh, Western Province Cheaters game. Henrik, we'll start with you. We don't have a points line on this one. This game, of course, taking place on Saturday afternoon. We've got minus four and a half Western Province here against the Cheaters. The Cheaters, of course, hammered Province just a couple of weeks ago in Bloom 15. Mm. Yeah, I think um, I haven't seen teams here. I, I'm not sure whether teams are out, out yet. It probably is. Um, I haven't done properly research on this. Uh, I focused a bit more on the NPC. Um, I think province minus at, at home is the way to go. Um, yeah, the, this Cheetahs team has been expensive for me. I, I've been on the wrong side of them most times. Um, but yeah. No, no real opinion from my side in this game. I think the minus is, well, like I said, no real confidence on that, but minus for me. I'm exactly the same on this game. Leaning Western Province minus, but hard to have any confidence in that side. Alex, I can, uh, I'll ask you your opinion on this one. If you don't have one, that's not a problem because I know the NPC is coming up, but you got any views here? Uh, I will, I'll wait to see what the points line is. I'd be interested to see what the province points line is. I might have a look at that. Um, I've been backing 
Evan Roos to score for a while now. Um, and he should have scored last weekend. He got one before. The bookies so far haven't changed his price. I think he scored, well, it is now five five tries in seven games. And I think I took 3.8 last week and 3.7 the week before. So I'll have another look at his try scoring um, price. He's in cracking form. He looks so good, ball in hand. Um, and so I'll have a look at that, but not going to get too involved in terms of um, the handicap here. So, um, yeah. So over to Oracle, in other words. Oracle, anything for us on this one? Yeah, sorry. I didn't get to say what I wanted on the Bulls game. I straight, straight away with uh, asking Henrik about his over and under. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you that um, if the Bulls don't win this game by 20, then I don't know. They, yeah, that Sharks performance was absolute rubbish. And I think Henrik's 100% right. I think it's all about this Bosch character. And he's had his... He's like a roller coaster of hell. And I, I always tell people if you want to get on a roller coaster with betting, go and bet on a tennis match. It's a roller coaster that you will not want to ever ride again. And uh, Bosch has been the same kind of thing. He's one game he performs well, and the whole world thinks he's fantastic. And listen, I live in KZN, and I've seen these WhatsApp groups and these Facebook pages. And when that performs well, everybody and his brother loves the Sharks. And when the Oaks crap, you know, five of. Th- 5% of those groups think he's rubbish and everyone else keeps quiet. So it's almost like the plus or no bet kind of attitude. But, <clears throat> yeah, I just – yeah, this, this Bulls team is fantastic. Um, I think they're going to win this game by double digits and I wouldn't be surprised if it's 20 or more. And 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 it's not about total points here for me. It's about rather go unders and shocks, whatever that uh, points line is. And I know we were looking at that New Zealand-Australian game. Yeah, no, but also let's look at that Australian-New Zealand game for a second because that was also 52 and a half or round about that number, which suggested that New Zealand would win by 28 to sort of 16 or 26-14, that kind of a number. I don't know what it was. Um, Yeah, that adds up to 40, Mr. Oracle. Yeah, sorry, 36-14. That's what I was saying, sorry. 36-14 of 22 points. I'd rather go under 14, and in the Sharks, in the Sharks case, I'd rather go under on the Sharks. The Bulls can score a lot of points, but may not get to the total. It could be like a 45-6 kind of game, and it's under, or or 42-9 uh, kind of game, and you don't quite get those total points, and you'll be very frustrated, and it'll be because of the Sharks, not because of the Bulls. Looking at this Western Province game, and I'll tell you what, as much as it pains Henrik to go over on points, it pains me to go Western Province. It really does. I, you know, if you look at all my bets and the history of bets, and if you had to do a pivot table on them and do stats on them, p- punting Western Province would be on the Pun- bottom punting end. Punting your of- Excel site here, Gav. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> correct. Yeah, punting Western Province here would be the bottom end of any. I think Excel goes to one million and forty-eight thousand lines. It'd be very close to one million and forty-eight thousand. I just, I just don't like punting Western Province. And I'm going to tell you, I haven't had a bet on this game. I'm unlikely to have a bet on this game. But if I'm going to have a bet on this game, I'm going west of province minus. I'm not touching the cheaters. And it sounds a bit contradictory to what I said two weeks ago. Ruan Pinai and that, uh, uh, I can't even remember his name, that little dancer guy, uh, uh, Lomakis, yeah. I mean, that looks fantastic. They've, you know, playing together, they're great. And they also, they're like a roller coaster. One week they're delivering. And the next week, you're like, who are these people? Are they imposters? I don't know. But I'm with Henrik. I haven't made money on the Curry Cup this year. I've only lost. 
Now I've had a couple of wins, but honestly, at the end of the day, my balance sheet is a big fat red minus. It's no good. So you know, this is like one unit stuff and less. Don't go over the don't go over the one unit line here. But if I'm going to have a bet, it'll be with the province minus. Right, province minus. Now, Gav. Uh, I'm sure you'll want to hang in here because we'll get on to the best bets, but we're just going to move on to NPC because uh, I know the boys have been uh, following that. I'm just going to bring up uh, player bets here because I haven't uh, made banners for these and run through. And we'll, we'll go through these games, guys, and you can highlight what you like. And, Hendrik, let's start with you here. This is obviously Friday morning, Manawatu against Counties Manakua. And here we've got a line of four and a half points, the home team plus four and a half, and 51 and a half points total points. Now, Brent, I like the minus here for the weight team, for the Steelers, um, Countries Manaka. I think um, this is one of the stronger bits on on the first round of the NPC. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I see they, they recruited Sakopi Kepu, um, the Aussie. Um, he's the tight head. Um, I think um, Manawatu might be struggling this year. So, yeah, minus here for me. Um, I see there's a points line out as well, 51 and a half. Um undecided on that that I'll probably only look at it in the morning. Um probably look at the weather, look at the ref. Um but yeah, unsure on the points, but I like the minus here. Um right. medium yeah. medium to strong bet on the minus. Alex, for you on this game? Same same cool. I, I took uh minus two when the line first came out, and so it's moved a little bit in county's favour. They've got Hoskins Atuto on the bench. He's been released from the All Back, so that's a nice little coming off the bench. He's a, he's a cracking player at this level. Should should clean up. Uh, Roygaard and Ledger, I like at nine ten. I'm not a Brett Cameron fan for Manuatu playing ten for them. Um, yeah, again, Kepu is, is is a brilliant player at this level as well. So I also agree. I'm really really um, uh, keen on the, on the counties minus. Um, and especially I got it at minus two earlier this week. I still think it might at, at, at five. It's worth worth a punt as well, and I'm still uh, worth a play. Right, we'll stay with you for the next game, Wellington against Northland. This is um, an early kickoff on Saturday morning, South African time. Not sure if it'll be one of the three televised games on SuperSport this weekend that I've heard about. But here we got Wellington, Alex at minus seventeen and a half against Northland. Uh, one other thing I remember for the last game that I will have one other bet on that is that there is a the Manawatu eight uh, Braden and apologies for my, my pronunciation but I think his name is Iose. Um He is a cracking, cracking young young player. He's been, he got a couple of caps off the bench for the Canes this year, and he is explosive and he is a quick number eight. He's probably the closest comparison I can see to Sam Simmons right now. Um, in terms of an explosive eight, so I've taken uh, him to score any time at five point oh. So just one other one okay. to play the game. Uh, Wellington have a really good side out for this this game. It's basically just a Hurricanes backline, and there's also Creepy's um, playing seven, so he's obviously a, a Hurricanes player as well. So it's it's a Super Rugby back backline and some a sprinkling of Super Rugby talent in the forwards as well. TJ Perinara is playing nine. Released from the All Backs, so that's a huge plus on the Wellington, and that's influenced that quite big cap. I think it's at minus eighteen, is it, Brent? Yeah, seventeen and a half is player bets here. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that probably is about right for me in terms of, of a cap. I'm not going to get involved of a cap there. Um, I saw Scott Gregory and Runner Ranger are playing twelve and thirteen, which is super solid for Northland. Um, but other than that. 
there's not a lot of, of, of talent, well, kind of big name talent in the, on that side. So I think the handicap's probably about right there. Um, also, I haven't really looked at the point lines or any of these yet. Um, this one probably. I don't, think, be... yeah, I don't think there'll be. Don't think we'll have much <clears throat> on the Saturday games yet. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. moving on, handicap wise, I'll st- stick with you. Uh, Taranaki against Hawks Bay. Gabby, you want to say something quickly before I go? Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry I, I was watching the wrong screen. Yeah. Gav's got his hand up. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I just want to ask you a very quick question. <clears throat> so these prices are the naught points. Do you feel uh, like we do when we see these uh, European handicaps with the the dividend or the the stake included? This must look very frustrating to you as a European person, seeing naught point six five against. 1.26 or 1.19 against 0.69. Does that confuse you or do you... It you, confuses the hell out of me. Yeah, it confuses the hell out of me. I have no idea what's going on on the screen right now. <laughs> I must admit, I'm a fractions... Uh, I don't know how the setting works. Yeah, I'm, this, I'm a fractions, fractions yeah. person. I like the I like the 5 to 6 and the 10 to 11s and the, and the 9 to 10s. Yeah. So, but but I must say, yeah, when the, when the European... And I know Chris Rowe also, when he talks about it, you know, he'll say he's worked out a double at 2.02 to 1. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking 2 to 1. You know, like I'm thinking yeah. the fractional. Yeah. I'm thinking if it was written here, it would be 1.02 to 1. Um, so it does take some does take some getting used to on, on that. And I suppose, and then there's the American way, which I've never figured out. So I don't know if any of you guys have looked at that. Well, I think everything's based on 100 or something like that. Yes, uh, no, it's actually, yeah. it's actually yeah. a very clever system, Brent. It's It's very clever. So they'll say minus 500, which means you have to put 500 on to win 100. And when it's plus, it's the other way around. So if it's plus 500, you have to put 100 down to win 500. So they've actually looked at the public and they said, these are some mugs. Let's make this simple. This is how it is. And I honestly, as much as I'm not a big American fan, and my parents live over there, but I'm not a big American fan. But their odd system is actually very clever. And it doesn't take too much to work it out. And us that are good with numbers in South Africa, you know, look, there are three or four different ways. I mean, the Singapore, uh, you see these oaks with their horse racing. They go, their favorites, even money, it's at six because they have to put $6 down to win uh, $6. And it's very frustrating. So the horse is priced up at 42. It's seven to one. It's ridiculous. You think you're getting 42 to one or 41 to one in European art. So there's actually four or five different odd systems going out there but honestly i was worried about alex that you were sticking on this uh south african betting it's only south africa hong kong and zimbabwe that price up like this the rest of the world have got different ways so <laughs> right well let's go back to alex then on the next game alex taranaki against hawks bay yeah we got a tight game priced up by the bookmakers we got the home team taranaki slight underdogs at plus one and a half yeah, I'm waiting to pull the trigger on this one, and it will probably be on the Hawks Bay side on the minus. Taranaki team's come out, but the Hawks Bay team hasn't. And there's not a lot that's, that's kind of grabbed my attention on the Taranaki side. Um, so this one is, is a kind of a, of, a, of a wait for me, and but it's probably once the team comes out. And uh, there is some talent in, in that in that Hawks Bay team and some, again, super rugby players that are, are playing. So... It'll probably be on the Hawks Bay side. They were they were decent last year in this competition. I do quite well on them. Um, Ash Dixon's in their squad, so he always loves to try, which is nice. Um, so yeah, I'm waiting for the team, but it'll most likely I'm waiting to pull the trigger on on the Hawks Bay minus. Right. Well, let's go back to the Wellington game because I haven't get Hendrick's opinion on that one. 
So give us your opinion on, let's say, three games. Hendrick, the Wellington, you can move then on to Taranaki and on to Otago. Uh, Brent, um, the Wellington game actually opened, um, the handicap opened at 13 and a half. Um, and like you said, 17 and a half. Now I think it might be 18 and a half um, at, in places. I still like the, the minus at 17 and a half. Um, like Alex said, um, Northland have solid centers um, in um, Rene Ranger and um, <laughs> can't remember his name. Not Gregory, thank you. He's very solid, big guy. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's enough talent in the Wellington team at home to beat the minus. And I think the Northland, they, yeah, they might struggle a bit as well. So yeah, minus for me here. Yeah, I quite like it. Um, Taranaki Hawks, but I'm going against Alex on this one. I'm going for Taranaki to win the game. Um, I haven't seen either of the teams. Um, he said Taranaki team is up. I haven't seen it. But I, I look at the squads and I, I, I like the, the, the forwards of, of Taranaki Bulls. I think they've got a solid back. And I think at home they can upset um, Hawks Bay here. Yeah? Um, not, not very strong for me this one, but I, I, I'm picking them for the win. Um, and then Otago, Southland. Um, I haven't seen a lot of chat on this one. And I think, yeah, I might be going against the grand year as well. But I like Southland and the plus. And this is actually my strongest um, bet on, on the NPC. I, I like strong uh, Southland a lot on the plus here. Yeah. Auckland, uh, Otago, they've picked a, a really good uh, for all. They've got a good team and they've got, they've got a great squad. Guys like um, Nareki starting and... Um, Karoy on the bench, so that looks good in the, the backs, but yeah, Southland, they, they were really good last year, and um, uh, they've got Mari, Mari Banks, I'm a big fan of his, he's starting at 10 for them, they kept no uh, regular captain Tony Lambon on the bench, um, yeah, I, I like Southland a lot, yeah, on the plus, plus 16 right. North, I think. Plus 16 North, right, Alex, we'll go to you for this game, Otago Southland, anything for you there? I'm on the fence on this one, and I might wait until tomorrow to make a call. It, yeah, as Henrik said, there's there's some there's some talent out and on that on that target side, especially out in the back with Nareki and Joshuani and Kane Hamilton, Southland, and I've got Solomon Alimale, who I like a lot, fullback. But I think I think the handicap probably for me is about about right for this one. Um, I think I'm leaning more towards on taking Wellington and Otago on a on a shorter handicap, more kind of around the the 10, 11 mark on on both. Um, that's currently my angle I'm looking at, um, rather than getting involved in heavier on on the um, on the handicap line. Right, next game we'll stick with you, Alex. North Harbour against Waikato. Here we got North Harbour, another tight one according to the bookmakers, plus two and a half at home. Don't really have a, a big opinion. Is one of the teams aren't out for this one yet, and I haven't really looked too much into the terms of the squads. And that, that's the same for the other games as well, to be honest. Yeah, because these I, are I, Sunday, of course, eh? Yeah, I so just yeah, have, like, have a look at those three yeah. games. If anything jumps out, let us know. Otherwise, not to worry. Yeah, we can follow you on. I, the I, guys can follow you on Twitter at, at UK Rugby Bets to get your views on that as well. I, once I wait, I see the uh, team for. The Bay of Plenty and Tasman. That's one I'm, I'm quite monitoring quite closely because I do quite like the, the Bay of Plenty squad this year. I think a few other people have said the same thing. Um, so that's a game that I'll be keeping an eye on in terms of the teams come out, but um, nothing, nothing as of yet. Shane just asking how long I've been doing the handicap show, and 
Yes, uh, Gavin pointing out, I actually started a website, we call it Sports Review, myself and Brendan O'Connell, who is uh, coiled on the Good for the Game forum. And we started, uh, we, we, we saw, I think it was Sporting Life in the UK, you had their, well, they've still got their betting zone. And we started that up in 2005, so that's how long we've been writing the previous four. And then, yeah, tried a bit of a joint venture at one stage with what was actually a listed company on the JSE. It didn't quite work out. And uh, then Chris Sturdy and myself started Good for the Game in 2009. But the show itself, I think we're probably into our third year of the handicap now. Uh, started it a couple of years ago, just ahead of a Super Rugby final. I stand to be corrected. I think Couch Critic was certainly one of my first guests on the show. And uh, Henrik and Henrik and Gavin as well. But it has been going for, for, for quite a while there. Uh, just, Alex, back to the rugger there. I mean, I agree with you. When you don't have team news, you obviously can't talk with as much confidence. But let's get Henrik's views on these final games. You got anything for us there, Henrik? Yeah, Brent, um, I'm with Alex on that, that first one, North Harbour, Waikato. I've got absolutely no feel. I'm going to skip on that one. No, no. no. Yeah. Um, but I have plenty of tests, man. Uh, earlier in the week, I um, when the handicaps came out, I thought the Bath Plenty Classics looked like a really solid play. But then I learned that Daryl Gibson is the, the Bath Plenty coach and he was horrible when he was at the Waratahs. So I'm not a fan of VEs. Um, yeah, so it's, it's tough going against Tasman any day of the week. Um, but if you have gone to the head, Bath Plenty, they, they were pretty good the last couple of years at home. I'll probably still go for the plus, but but not as strong as, as I thought early in, early in the week. And then of these three games, my strongest fancy is Auckland on a minus three and a half at home. I think even with um, Braden Inor being released again, Tiberi, I think Auckland at home, they will beat the minus here. So yeah, that, of those three, Auckland's my best. Right. Well, let's go to the best bets now. It's been a marathon show. It's been an absolute... Yeah, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I'm getting quite excited about some of these bets. But a man who's been quiet for quite a long time, quite a lot longer than he's normally quiet, so I'm going to go straight to him and get his best bets first. It's Gavin Cohen, the Oracle. Gav, what are you going there with your best bets? Yeah, I just have to apologise, especially to Alex and Adric. I talk too much. And uh, listen, if you interrupt, if, I fe- if you feel like I'm interrupting you, just tell me to get lost. Seriously, I don't take it personally. I'll get lost. Um, I, I talk all the time. Uh, I know I get uh, uh, moaned at uh, by women and men, all uh, all different ages, all of the time. I know I talk a lot. I, you know, honestly, most of the time I don't give a flying crap about it. But, you know, I, I will respect you guys. And if you tell me to keep quiet, I'll keep quiet. Right. Best bit of the weekend. Okay, I've got that's to enough tell from you. you, Gav. Let's move on to Henry. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Double digits, South Africa, box winner. Yeah. Seriously, take minus eight, minus nine. And in my case, 13 plus with confidence, it's race over. Put the result in, pay the punters. The Lions are going home with their tails inside their legs and it'll be a double-digit win here. Won't be, it won't be close. It might be at halftime, but the final result, the 119th minute, if you're counting in real time, uh, which is a curfew spoiler because I've got some people coming around on, the, on Saturday they might be in a bit of trouble. The game might finish at half past eight and they're going to get home before nine o'clock. Um, it's going to be tails in the legs, double digit. It's race over. Lions will lose and they'll lose comfortably. Well, I've got good news for you, Gav. The curfew is now 10 o'clock because I had people over last week. And it's true. If the curfew had been nine o'clock last week, we would have actually been under pressure. But fortunately, it was 10, so we could have a couple of drinks afterwards as well. But that was Gavin Cohen's best bet. Plenty of confidence there. Let's go to Alex. 
and see what he's coming up with with his bet for the weekend. There's a couple of things that I, I like this weekend. Not a, not a huge amount, but um, the few things that I do like are a red card in the Lions game at five, so four to one for you guys. Uh, I really like counties minus, um, and the, 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 the for me the sensible bet of the weekend, which I'm not going to be placing because I have my outright series, but is box one to twelve. Um, but I'm not going to be doing that. But that I think that is the most sensible bet of the weekend. But my best bet, I'm going to go for um, counties uh, minus. Counties on the minus. Let's go to Henrik Swat, a late addition to the show, but you'd never say it. Uh, Henrik, what do you, you like plenty this weekend, but what are you going to narrow it down to? Uh, Brent, just before I get to my best bet, um, with that, uh, after listening to Gavin now on his best bet, I've just opened the coffin on my um, lines to win the series bet. Um, I've, I've written that one off, but I've learned um, when, when you're that confident on the bet, uh, yeah, lots of times it comes back to bite you. And Gavin, I know you know that. Um, so, yeah, I've opened up the coffin and I think I, I, I've felt a bit of a pulse on that one. Um, yeah, my, my best, best bet for the weekend, Australia on the plus in Auckland. I like the Aussies this weekend. Um, I, I like them on the full-time handicap and the half-time handicap. We could get 12 and a half on the half time handicap and 23, 24 and a half on the full time handicap. Go, Aussies, you good things. Right, so Henrik, all over the Aussies there. Um, yeah, I must say, I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too certain what my best bet's going to be. There's been so much thrown out there. I don't think it's going to come in the Lions game. I think it'll probably come in the Curry Cup or even the Bettersburg Cup. I am leaning towards Australia, but you can go down below the video, uh, click on the subscribe button there, and you can get our newsletter. Every Friday, depending on uh, my mood, it comes out either in the morning or the afternoon. And also depending on the betting, because I do like the points lines quite a bit. Gents, I think that's it. Did we get everyone's best bets in there? Anyone I'll leave out? It's, it's been quite a long show, so I'm starting to flag as we head towards the ending here. But thanks very much. Uh, first of all, thanks to all the guys in the live chat. As usual, great. Having your uh, predictions and your comments, they certainly make the show. And then to my guest, Oracle, a good... Having you back on and have a cracking weekend. I'm sure your guests are going to have a great time. Don't kick them out for the nine o'clock curfew, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited. It's, it's like I've just got this good news. Um, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm four years old. I made my party and I got a few more presents than I thought I was going to get. Honestly, it's great. Uh, yeah, just it, it allows people that, that live an hour away to come and visit now, not just the half an hour away uh, people. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because the game's a six o'clock game. If it was a five o'clock game at a nine o'clock curfew, you wouldn't have a problem. It finishes at seven. People have got two hours to get home. Six o'clock to eight o'clock, nine o'clock curfew, it's not great. So, yeah, this is fantastic news. I'm, I'm brimming. I'm happy. <laughs> no doubt about it, everyone. The man's a mathematical genius. You heard him there. <laughs> Working out all those hours absolutely flawlessly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Alex, thanks a lot, man. Please, you managed to get your one-year-old there. Um, to, to, well, so you're on for the whole show. It was great to have your contribution, mate. Thanks. Yeah, cheers for having me on. Very excited for this weekend. And hopefully the Lions can can upset the box and, and snatch a, do a snatch and grab job and, and, and bring it home. Well, and just a reminder of your Twitter address, it's at UK Rugby Bets, eh? Yeah, that's the one. Excellent. The boys can follow you there. And then, Henrik, as I said before, thanks very much for stepping in. I know you know your rugby, and if there's one of the guys I can call on at the last minute on the show, which you're not even meant to be on, and you can step in fully prepared, it's you. So thanks very much for that, Henrik, and we'll chat soon. 
Thanks, Brent. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. Um, I like prepping a bit for the show. I didn't do any prep here. Um, so hopefully I didn't um, get the guys um, to do slaughter. No, excellent. It was top stuff. And as I say, thanks, everyone. We'll look forward to seeing you next Thursday night for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters.